You know, today is Thanksgiving Sunday. <clears throat> At the end of the month, um, my intention is not to, you know, take you through another exegesis because next week we will do that. But at the same time, I need to call your mind to the understanding of summary of what God has been talking to us. At the beginning of this month, we entered into this month talking about the difference between spell and curse. So that every one of us can have a clear understanding that a Christian cannot be cursed. And I showed you from several scriptures, beginning from the book of Nehemiah, sorry, the, the book of um, um, uh, uh, Numbers, 23 to 25, when we looked at the case of Balaam and Balak, and we saw how it, is, it was impossible for a medium to curse God's people, because when Balak invited Balaam to come and curse Israel, God appeared to Balaam and said that you must not curse them. You must do, you must say what I say. And at that time, Israel did not even know that there was a, there was a deliberation to, to destroy them. There was a conspiracy to destroy them. And you and I, I made you understand how many such conspiracies that God fought the battle on your behalf and you did not even know of. Alright? Some of us, sometimes we have slept, we are not supposed to wake up. If not for God, who fought the battle for us? Because God is the father of the house and is very jealous of his people. This is contrary to a lot of doctrines that have been flying about in the church of God, which we understood along that the root of those false doctrines is from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. False doctrines are perpetrated by people who have abandoned the Christian faith, regardless what their name is, but they now begin to listen to deceiving spirits, and so they start to teach demonic teachings. People have told God's people that they can be under curse, and the Bible said it is impossible to be on the curse. And we looked at that very well. And we found out that at the end of the ordeal, after, after Balaam tried to curse Israel three times, and he failed. But he rather blessed them. In chapter 25, he resorted to spell them by sending girls into their midst who are shrine girls. And fortify with demons to manipulate their human mind. So that they will turn against the laws of their God. And they indulge in sexual intercourse. And we know, you, you have just read through the book of um, uh, uh, Hebrew and the book of Acts over the past few weeks. And we recognize the fact that the, the, sound, the soundest warning throughout the epistle is Christians should not worship idols and should not engage in sexual immorality. Why would the Bible say those two things again and again? It is because if a Christian engages himself in an idol worshipping, you open doors straight away for demons to access you. If a Christian engages himself in sexual sin, you open doors instantly for demons to access you. Now we have found out that a lot of believers do not have understanding. And so, you know, when they give in to this uh, demonic egg entrance, they now begin to say, some of people start telling you that you are on the curse. But you are not on the curse. You, you have provoked your God to anger. And so your God, had the glory had departed. And we discovered that in chapter 25 of Numbers, it was after the girls of the shrine went to have sex with the men of Israel to the place whereby those men got um, invited into their shrine. 
And for the sake of sex, they got involved with other worshipping. Because they had intercourse, sex with those girls, some of them are married, some of them are not married, which means having sex without marriage is fornication, and in marriage, outside your marriage is adultery. So, God withdrew, and then Satan destroyed. And 25,000 just passed out instantly, by plague of God. We also looked at the tricks of the devil from Genesis. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, it says, And God said, Let us make man our own image in our likeness, and let them rule. That's God's intention for man. In verse 27, it says, And God created man in his own image, in his likeness. That is God fulfilling what he said. How the Bible says God created man in his own image and his likeness? And in verse 28, God blessed them. In other words, God empowered them to walk like God, to operate like God. They are similar to God. They are everything God is on earth. Is it not strange that the, the, the devil went to Eve in chapter 3 and said to Eve, if you, God knows that if you eat that fruit that he forbid you, you will be like him. Now, haven't God told Eve, I created you like me? And gave Eve opportunity to exercise her God authority. And she knew this for a while, that she was everything God is on earth. Yet, your thought and my thought is, how dare her now accept the thought from devil that she's not really like God? And she need a disobedience to God's instruction to be like God. She spoke with God. She embraced God. God held her in her hand physically, not in the dream. This was a woman who sat together with God, talked with God. So there is nothing about God she doesn't know. How could she be, she, she, how could she accept the devil? And we discover that deception is the sting of the devil. Deception. We looked also from that into the life of Ad, uh, Abraham in chapter 16. When Sarah told Abraham, her husband, that look, you Abraham, the promise God made us 13 years ago, I think you, it is my maid that will fulfill it. Can you imagine the father of faith fell? Because the wife fell to deception. Now, when I went into, into um, uh, Samson, chapter 16 as well, <laughs> of the book of Samson. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Are you looking at me like that? No book of Samson? If there's no book of Samson, why is Samson's story in chapter 16 of that book? What book is it? Tell me. <laughs> That's right. So the book of Judges that judges all mankind. In the 16th chapter, we saw this man, a man of destiny, called by God. Before he was born, he was spoken about. And when he was born, he was given a mandate to be a savior to the people. But yet, he got in, involved with another woman called Delilah. And the, the, the most mystery of that was that if you read from chapter, chapter 16 verse 1, Delilah said to Samson, what is the secret of your power? Show me the secret of your power so that I can destroy you. She didn't say it in adage. She said it verbatim. Haven't a woman told a man, show me the secret of your power so that I can destroy you? Yes. And yet, the man lied, of course, the first time. 
and the enemies came, they tried, he overpowered them second time, third time. On the third time, the woman went back to the man and said, I now know that you don't love me. Now, I want tell you young men to really reason, and those of you who are women too, because you, you who are women may have brothers who are under such spell, and those of you who are men also may be prone to the spell of a woman who the enemy is trying to use to shipwreck your destiny. If you look at it, why did Samson eventually give his life? Sex. She conquered Samson through sexual intercourse. And when she was saying to Samson that you really love me, she's talking about sexual intercourse, not real love. Because love protects. And when a person is alluding love to kill, it's sex. It's sex. Like the woman, there is a case I, I dealt with in Ireland. A woman, old woman, got involved with a very young boy. And that boy started having relationship with her. You know, there are some old women who look like uh, young. And before you know it, when you go into them, before you know that they are your mother's age. <laughs> yeah. That woman is the same age with the mother of the young man. But the young man started having sexual intercourse with the woman. So after some time, the girl, the boy, felt that, oh, if this woman cannot have children anymore. She's too old. But at the beginning, his eyes were, were shaded. And the woman insisted that you must marry me. Yes, because we have been having sex together for a few years. And the boy now came to sanity that I will not have children in my life. Moreover, this woman is over 25 years older than I. Then he, she would die and I would not have a wife. So he decided that he was going to break the relationship. So the woman now said, okay, haven't the boy just left and gone away? So the woman started working on him. Okay? So one day the woman went to him and of course the parents of the boy are always against that and they've done everything in their power to deliver their son but he, he was in the clause of spell. Let me help you know this. When people are spell, satanic spell, okay? The expiry date of satanic spell, I'm talking to you now as a son of a wizard. It takes seven to eight years and it will just go. But that seven to eight years, that life of that person has been shipwrecked, destiny crushed. And many people who fall under the victim of such, they now eventually they are depressed because they will discover that they have wasted their seven, eight years. When their sanity comes, they'll be asking them, say, but why did I do that? I have no reason to do that. I have gone into wrong love. Why have I wasted my life? All their mates will have gone ahead. But at the beginning of it, it will look shining. But check the, the behind of the shining is dust or mug or clog. So that woman met the boy again and used her spell and then bought him drinks. And they drank and drank and drank and drank and drank and when they drank well, she hung on him again and roused him up and they went to the woman's house and listen to this the woman had sex with him and called the police that he raped her he went to jail 
I was called to come and pray for him in jail. I'm not telling you fiction. You can ask from Pastor, the pastor and my Matthew. They informed me about all this. The boy ended up in jail. Because you know that uh, in a part of the world, if a woman says that she was raped, the position of law is that the man is guilty or the proof not guilty, which is quite different. Rape is different. All right? To prove murder, you have to prove, you know, uh, <laughs> you, have, you have to establish that uh, there was a malice of thought, and you prove beyond all reasonable doubt. But if you are, if they, they lied against you that you had, you raped a woman, and there is evidence of your semen in it, the fact is that you are just guilty. Okay? The honor is on you to now prove that you are not. And you know, the case of rape, let me help you with this because I think I, 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 now I can proudly say that I, I'm one of them. When we studied this area, I really studied it because of the church. The case of rape is this. Where if you are having consensual sex, intercourse with a woman, okay, you agree that, okay, I want to sleep with you, sleep with me, stuff. If you insert your organ and the woman says, stop, okay, one more insertion is rape. Lawyers, are we together? Many of you don't know this. When I studied that in law, I felt that law is prejudistic. But maybe it is an area for some of us to go and do research and bring the flaws so that we can influence a change. Because while that law is intended to protect, at the same time, it has, it has, that law is intended to protect the woman, but that is the kind of laws we say it has lacuna that constitute a quagmire. And what that means is that it can be easily abused and the judgment of such law could always be very much miscarriage of justice. Even to the knowledge of the judge that there is a miscarriage of justice, but to the knowledge of the book that binds the judge, he has to sentence such a person. And so, the woman went to jail. What I'm saying to you, therefore, is we are talking about spell. Spell works in the mind. Curse seeks to afflict. Because spell from English dictionary is somebody using a witchcraft or a particular power to manipulate the thought of another person so that that person manipulated will do the intention of the speller. The spellee shall be subject to the decision and action of the speller so that the one spelled all what he does is no more his original intention but he behaves according to the man or force or power that manipulates his mind now let me say this to you therefore we looked at the life of solomon as well in the book of first kings where how solomon was shipwrecked by woman does that mean that it is woman? No. We looked also at Jeroboam, who was shipwrecked by peer, peer pressure, who lost destiny by listening to the youths. 
Now we now zeroed in into Christ, and we found that Christ was victorious. Hallelujah, somebody. We found out that Christ, the devil could not get Jesus because Jesus is a man of the word of God. Amen forevermore. <laughs> Yay. Now, something that we did, we, we established in this is that the characters that I focused on were people who were who, who, who had encounters of God, people that God destined before they were born to be great. Okay? And you and I saw that God destined you to be great does not mean you will be. To be great now depends on you. And then we went into your home good studies when I started teaching you about mind. The mindset on the sinful nature is death. The mindset on the spiritual is life. Today in your Bible study, your home group study, you are looking at the power of imagination. And let me say this to you, I'm going to take you into deep waters on the power of imagination. All of you must have had your overcomers. Um, has everybody got all this? How many of you don't have this? You are supposed to pick it up. If you don't have it, they will give it to you. Please. I'm talking about the power of imagination for you to study. But you see, our lecture on spell is so clear and distinct that to overcome spell is very, very easy. Very, very easy. We looked at scriptures like 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 3, I suppose. Let's do that up very, very quickly. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Now what are strongholds? The next verse explains it to us. We demolish arguments. The stronghold is arguments. And every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to God or to Christ. Give me the King James Version of it. For the weapon of our warfare are not <laughs> you fundamentalists. <laughs> but they are mighty through... To the pulling down of, yes, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to make this obedient to Christ. Now listen to me. Remember I told you, spell also destroys ambition. Somebody will be given inspiration in, in the night to do something to his life. Maybe God tells you in your mind that go for a course or go and study a career or go and study something. And you are so convinced about it. Okay? And you have no reason not to do it. Very happy about it. But when the time comes for you to enroll, you will be procrastinating. I will. I will, I will. I, on the time of enrollment, we pass for year one. Then I will do it, I will do it. Year two came. I will, 
I will. The time of enrollment year two is gone. And ten years you've done nothing. Then five years down the line, there is an opportunity for a higher job which demands qualification in that area. And then you start fasting and praying. God cannot answer that sort of fast because it's hunger strike. When the imagination came to you to frustrate your intention, you are supposed to cast that imagination and take the thought captive. Let me tell you many things that Satan always do. I have told you, 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 tells you that men will abandon the faith, they will follow deceiving spirits which are invisible, and things taught by demons which we taught by men. I'm going to end up with that, things uttered by demons, we're looking to one today. Now, so Satan uses your human thoughts and evil spirit whispers to you because Holy Spirit also speaks to your human thoughts. Yes? When I say that somebody is here that is having... We finished the meeting in Greece. And the Holy Spirit told me that somebody is in... That there are people in that meeting, ministers, who have been having terrible aches in their bones on the left eye. When I did not respond on time, he struck my leg on the left eye. And I could feel that pain exactly as they were feeling it. I wanted to annoy them. I said, please stop. I can't do this now. Who are these people who have this pain in this part of their body? And I described what I was going through. Two of them stood up. And the moment they stood up, the pain departed. I said, just check your body. You have just been healed now. They checked their body. They were shocked that they have been healed. That is the Holy Spirit of God. I was in, I did a tape for New Cross people some years ago where I was traveling and the pastor who was working with me, that one of them in the office, said, I said, you take the Sunday service. He said, no, 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 sir. Teach us. <coughs> Let us record it and we will play it on Sunday. And then I said, okay. You are the one I said you should minister, but you want me to minister. Okay. So he got the camera and I stood and I taught on that day. And while I was teaching and they were recording me, that is pre-recorded. The Lord said to me that um, somebody was going to be sitting on the right side at the third row in the third seat. And the Lord told me the condition of health that person came with that day to the church. It's a new person. I think that person had uh, some lump in the neck area, so she always covers her neck and the Lord said, that person should stand up. And during that message, I stopped. And I saw the person stood up, not in the meeting, but before the meeting, by the Holy Spirit. And I said, I command that lump to disappear in the name of Jesus. And I saw the person did this, and it was gone. It was gone. Now, they played that tape on the Sunday. I did the tape in the week. They paid it on the Sunday, which it was meant for. As I spoke, the person was reluctant. And because the person just came to church for the first time. And then she stood up. And what people were amazed of is that I did not pray until she stood up in the tape. In the tape. And exactly as I commanded that lump, it vanished. The woman, exactly what I saw. The woman said, ah, I'm healed. 
I came back to meet the woman celebrating. Holy Spirit speaking to our mind. He gives you direction in your mind. It comes like a thought. But how do you know the thought of the Holy Spirit from the thought of the devil? The Holy Spirit will tell you something in line with the Word of God. Satan will give you something to challenge the authority of the Word. Are we together now? So if the Holy Spirit can speak to your mind, you can't doubt that the devil speaks to your mind too and demons speak to your mind. Let me help you understand. And so a lot of people that God ordained to do great exploits on earth, Satan, through their mind, paralyzed their thoughts, their good intentions. And they will never make a move until the opportunity has gone. And then a few years down the line that God is trying to prepare you for, the opportunity will come. And when the opportunity comes, you don't have the platform for it. Listen to me. Remember I told you when I was going to study law, I must keep on telling you because that's what my father did to me. He tells me the same story every day. Yeah, my father. The same story of his life every day. You need to learn from me. I went, when I was going to study law, going to the field of law, I had a lot of encouragement to discourage me. You understand people who are trying to encourage me? Telling me that, but what are you looking for again? Apostle, you are, you are old now. Yes, it is a good thing to, to remind you that you are getting old, isn't it? But then when you attack the old age to become non-achiever, that cannot come from God. Because Moses was 120 years old, his eyes did not grow dim. Abraham was 100 years old before he fulfilled destiny. Who will I liken myself unto? Joshua, when he was 80, that was when he conquered Canaan. Caleb went to him and said, brother, we are together in this business. Give me this mountain area, and I will lead the army of my people, and we will conquer it. It's my portion. And he said to, to, to Joshua, I am as young as I was 40 years ago when we came to spy this land. And people said many things to me. Oh, you are too old and all stuff like that. You know, how old will you be when you finish? Even LLB, they are talking about it. They didn't know that. Even when I'm going to do more than that. So, why some other people said, well... I mean, give it a go. Oh, how will you cope as a general overseer over all the churches in the world and stuff like that? So a good discouragement was sold to me. But I recognize the fact that Jesus says, whoever lays his hands on the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. What am I doing it for? My intention is that, one, I want to move my church. The Bible says that those of us who are leaders... We should be example in our lifestyle and in faith. I'm telling you, go and read, go and read, go and read, go and read. May I not be one of those who, who conduct people at the bus stop and never join the vehicle? Conductor. <laughs> they will sit down in, the, in Nigeria. They will sit down in the car as if they are traveling. Just to make people come in that, you know, you, there's only one more space. The moment you come in, they start getting out one after the other. Hallelujah. You think that once you come in, the vehicle moves. They are just tricked you. They will telling you that it's going to peck and peck and peck and peck and peck and peck and relevant cars to peck and peck and you go and join them and they will come down from the car. They never go anywhere. They are conductor. They show people the way, but they don't know the way. They don't walk the way. That will not be your portion. 
Satan attacks every good intention of God when he gives to man. So, I got so much discouragement, encouragement, discouragement. But if I am a person who did not know why do I want to do I wanted to read because I wanted to move you guys. Second thing, I have seen, I have counseled many Christians in this country, United Kingdom, who had cases and lawyers messed up their cases. And then lawyers, Christian lawyers, mess up their cases and keep charging them until the innocent poor man is bankrupt. And I have anger inside me. I don't know what to do to that. And I thought that, why? If I did law, I can help them. I can fight your case without getting any money. Those are my drive. I want to do it as a ministry. And I went. Some people say, ah, the place is too far. Two and a half hours I drive every lecture. You can ask some sister uh, Bumina. I carry sister I took sister Bumina to my school. And I will carry her. We will go together. You know, two and a half hours. Sometimes, if we are lucky, two hours we reach there. If we are not lucky, we traffic two and a half hours. And we will be there before lecture. And then come back two and a half hours. I mean, that is, I have been told that, that you, your, your bones are not more young bones. You, you are, you are not, you, your body is no more young person. Jesus said from the beginning, my father is working and up to now is working. So what am I going to be doing with laziness? Laziness is a mental issue. And the author of it are demons to paralyze your good ability so that you will be pitying yourself as somebody who can do nothing, who can achieve nothing. Why God had created you to be great. You must free yourself from the yoke of Lucifer. There is no man God created to be a failure. You may fail one exam, do it again. If you know that you cannot get through that, go to somewhere your head will enter. Push your head somewhere and get success. You read, let me tell you, since yesterday now I've slept only two hours. I would mean I slept 3 a.m. It's not a big deal to me because when I was doing my LLM, I will I will walk for three days without 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 um, uh, uh, sleeping, and I come and preach three services. It's my duty. I got to do it. Listen to me. I had all manners of tension. What about my body? My body attacked me too. When my body will just shut down. One day when I was doing my LLM, I just felt that I shouldn't. I don't want to read anything, and I packed up book for two days. And then my sanity came back to me that, boy, you are going to submit by tomorrow. So that second day, I read 24 hours <laughs> and catch up again. A lot of things discouraged. Those things come from the pit of hell. Whenever a man set his mind to gain understanding, Prince of Persia will come to hinder you. But it works in your mind to discourage you. Look, you will agree with me. Whenever you want to chat and waste your time, nothing stops your thinking. You can argue about Brexit and no Brexit, whether we will Brexit or we Brexit out, for three hours, and you don't know anything about it really. But the lies that they tell you on television is your information, and you keep on arguing as if you are not so. But let us start prayer. You pray 20 minutes, you are sleeping. We are preaching just only one hour, you are sleeping. What about if we were in Greece? I went from the airport to the pastor's meeting. The pastor wants to hear the word of God, isn't it? You don't expect me to come and teach pastor for 30 minutes, do you? So I flew from the airport. I would not slept all the night. And when we got there, they said I should go and rest. I said, no rest. So yeah. 
And I was teaching them. By the time they looked at the wristwatch, I had been teaching them for two and a half hours. And that was to 12 midnight. And I told them that when I teach you and you fall down and break your neck, I will stretch you like Paul and repair the neck, sit you down, teach you tomorrow because I'm an apostle. I only have two nights with you guys, so you must get everything out of me. Nobody knew time was gone. You can do all things. Everything Satan said you cannot do, you can do them. Hello, somebody. You fail a business, do it again. If that is the business that God has motivated you to do, if it is the trade God has motivated you to do, that is for you. Don't go to somewhere else and try and lock all over the whole place. Satan is the one that will try to stop what you, you are born to do. You have to fight it. You have to stand against it. You have to stand on the word of God. The Bible says, whatever I lay hands on will prosper. And you pay the price. There's no mediocrity. The church of God has suffered poverty enough. Poverty in the government. Poverty in the judiciary. Poverty in business. We are taking over this steering wheel, man. Can I say this to you? I finished my LLB. I did my LLM anyway. Somebody said, what will you do? Will you practice? I don't want to practice that to help you. And I know the problem in law. Even when you finish your LPC and your, 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 your BBC, I know the problem in law. Where will you get to do your <coughs> apprenticeship? But I told you last Sunday in this June, a senior partner called me and said, will you join us? I'm not joining. I'm not joining that that organization as uh, an employee. No, I'm joining that organization as a partner. These guys have worked. They have labored. The person who called me is a is a global name. When it when it comes to you know finance and law, he's a global name. And when he was talking to me that, would you like to join us? Because you are now an arbitrator. You are now uh, your LLM and your LLM. This is standard and stuff. I was looking at him that, what are you talking? He said, yes, Alfred, we need you here. And he asked the wife, who is the lawyer to, and the, P, uh, the uh, uh, manager. He said, and the wife said, oh, yes, 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 please. Will you say no? But understand this, my intention was not to make money. My intention was to do law that I can help God's people. I'm not saying that that should be your own intention. But en route, people around, only few told me, go for it. Many told me many reasons why I can't go. Then, when I started, my body told me many reasons why you have to quit. Currently, my, my write-up on Brexit and on European Union single markets reformation is now being published as a novel argument. Really, they're asking me to do a PhD in this now. Yes. You know, seven years ago, when you talk about laws, ten years ago, when you talk about law, I hate it. Because I'm a science brought up. To read without mathematics, I hate it from my bath. But you see, when I grow old, I recognize the fact that anywhere you turn your heart to is where God can help. The Bible says, whatsoever is lovely, 
whatsoever is of good report, if by any virtue of praise, consider ye these things. Now, if I did not do my LLM, and I stopped my, at my LLB, I would not have been given that offer. Understand, in that section, just only need to get into the cycle, that's it. Once I make my first delivery, the rest, the news spread. The news spread. Don't let the devil deceive you. Let me help you understand. I help, I told you, and you must remember this. Anytime a thought comes to your mind, contrary to the Bible, it is from demons. That thought cannot prevail over you unless you give that thought a room. It becomes your own thought. When a man is, this, this, uh, when a man is tempted by his own evil desire, the evil desire belongs to the evil one. But when he sells it to you and you now acquire it like acquired immune syndrome, it now becomes your own property. And you will now develop the thought. You will see a lot of teaching on that on the power of imagination you are doing tonight. You will now develop the thought to your own ruin. It will seem as if everything is rosy. Oh, I love it. Like a girl who just fell in love at, an, on, at a wrong age. Others are going to school. You are falling in love. You think that it is just sleeping with a man, that is what is called love. When you have to now get pregnant, you will know that love is not just sleeping with a man. You need a roof on your head, and you need a good house, and you need money to buy things. How many women have been frustrated because a man looks good and he walks sleek, and you went after him? A man who has nothing. And you who have labored all your life to acquire standard, you now discover that you have just married a mediocre. I will tell you that you do not see me like that. Spell. Spell. Birds of the same feathers must flock together. Let me tell you, love is not how someone looks. It's how someone cares. How someone can cater. What about marriages? Satan come in and deceive your mind, and you will suspect someone who is your partner without evidence. And you will develop that suspicion until you are hot in your heart. What about friendship in church? Somebody told you something about someone, and you don't understand the Bible says, take that person to the other one and tell him to repeat it before his eyes. You believe a whisper. You believe a deception. And you begin to build heart against somebody who loves you in reply. You will never expect God not to punish you for that. Who brought you to the punishment? You. Because if when you had a thought or you had information about your friend, you had taken that person to your friend, tell him, I'm going to tell that person you said so. Record his mouth. Understand? And you cannot believe any accusation against another man if you have not confirmed from that man that the accusation was true. It's, a person who is not born again, who is just a reasonable human being, the clapper on the bus, yeah, <laughs> he won't believe that. You know, but of course, not everybody go to clapper. <laughs> he won't believe that rubbish. You know, before you agree that somebody is something which another person told you, common sense tells you to go and ask him. But can you believe that even those who are born again are victims of that spell? 
And you can do that and expect God to answer you on high. That is the reason why calamity comes upon believers. You are wrecked with your mouth. You have wrecked with your... Let me read this scripture to you quick. Tell me when my time is up. Psalm 64. Today is Thanksgiving, isn't it? Okay, I think... And it's combined service. Combined someone. That is what pastor said. Look at Psalm 64. Hear me, O God, as I voice my complaint. Protect my life from the threat of the enemy. Now, understand. Who is this enemy? He could be a born again. I want to read what the enemy is to you. Enemy of God. An enemy of God's people. Verse 2 says... Hide me from the conspiracy of the wicked. Hold it. Any Christian who conspires against others is a wicked person. Conspire is so simple. Let me help you simplify the English. Any Christian who runs down the other Christian with other people is a conspirator. Especially when you are bearing false weaknesses, you are an anti-God. You can't escape it because you left the covering of the saints, disobey the Holy Spirit, disobey the word of God, and you now join yourself in company with Lucifer, the prince of darkness. And he will not let you go until he punishes you for that iniquity that he took you into. Neither will God redeem you until the punishment, you have finished the cause of the punishment, so that you can learn. It says here, from the noisy crowd of evildoers, but they are born again people. What made a born again evildoer a wicked? Look at the next verse. They sharpen their tongue like swords and aim their, sword, their words like deadly arrows, destroying life with your words, rejoicing when you disengage relationship that is that is of god and intimate when you took side with the with the, with this with the well, what they call this one this one is now you took side with the, 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 the those who betray other people what do you call them now uh, saboteurs or whatever traitors against the righteous you took side with an ungodly person in court christian under the name that you don't want to offend the ungodly, to really ridicule the life of a godly, you finished. Satan loves you, he pushes you into it so that he can block your ways, and God can deliver you. You know, coming to church is not being a Christian. A Christian is somebody who obeys the word of God. Anything that is not profitable, a Christian should not engage in it. If I bless my sister, I have laid a peace for the future for me. Anywhere she sees me, she loves me. If I make way for her, anywhere she sees me, she talks good of me. If I help her in her downtime, anywhere she goes, she talks about me. If I cover her nakedness, anywhere she goes, she talks of me. Now, if I do that to 2,000 people, how can I suffer in life? Look at what it says here. They sharpen their tongue like sword and aim their words like deadly arrows. Look at the next verse. Come on now. They shoot from ambush. 
are the innocent man. And what that means when he's talking about your tongue shooting. You are discussing a man who didn't know you are discussing him and for evil. Somebody gave a testimony. He said, your friend is coming again. Who are you contempt? You are contempting God who did the miracle. Not the man. If anybody succeeds, we rejoice. If anybody falls, we don't mock them. Because a member of family falls, we all fall together. That is the household of faith. Anything different is the devil. Look at what he says here. They shoot at him suddenly without fear. <clears throat> With their tongue, he's saying. Five, please. They encourage each other in evil plans. They talk about, hi- they talk about hiding their snares. They set traps for others. Say, who will see them? Who will see them? Somebody in the midst of people. Hey, hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? Hey, hey, hey. When you get to the corner and say that, I show you pepper. And you use your eye. Like a rolling. I don't know how they roll that eye because my eyes is paying me for the little one I did. Roll the eye, roll the eye. Anybody you see, look at you like, look at you like this. He's suffering mental disease. Because the eye of somebody cannot just be rolling like that. If it's not seeking the brain. They don't need deliverance. They need tranquilizer by psychiatric doctor. Doctor, uh, Dr. Palmer. If you see anybody do that in church, call Dr. Palmer. They have one injection when they give their booster. That eye will not be able to. You just look at it. <laughs> 24 7 we'll be looking like this. <laughs> Hallelujah. You don't need condolence for somebody to do that. Just take them to doctor. They, they know what to give the head. <laughs> Hallelujah. They plot injustice and say, We have devised a perfect plan. Surely the mind and heart of man is cunning. Cunning. Sing your praise before people. And run you down when you are alone with them. So that no man sees it, but Jehovah sees. Talk evil about you behind your back. And when they see you, they give you the highest praise. Jehovah sees. That's the reason why when Satan closed gap on them, God cannot deliver them even if they fast and pray. Because they must go through the course of punishment. The soul that's in it, it shall die. Ever hearing... But never understand it. People who do that in church because they set their mind on the flesh. Look at the next verse. Almost finished now. But God will what? Read that scripture together. That will not be your portion. Then if you have engaged yourself in inordinate act with your tongue, stop it because you are under the arrow of God. You know, when God shoots some Christian arrow, they were going to look for deliverance. Back in here, you don't understand me, I just spoke in tongues. You know what that means? Paul said that what it, uh, David said, what a terrible thing to fall in the hands of God. 
What a terrible thing to find in the hands of God. If God is punishing man, who will plead? If man is punishing man, God can intervene. But when God is punishing man, who dare stand in the middle? He will be destroyed. Because when God makes up his mind to punish a man for his recompense, that's why he did not allow Abraham to stop him from destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. He walked away from Abraham, the Bible says. He says, but go back to that seven. But God will shoot them with arrows. Suddenly they will what? Be struck down. Why God's people? On that spell. Look at the next verse. He will turn their tongues against them and bring them to utter ruin. In other words, the same tongue that you have been using to slander people, God will make you destroy yourself with your tongue. Now, when God turns your tongue against you, you will not be able to control it. You have to do what God is saying your tongue should do to you. Because you have used the tongue wordly before the Lord. And it says, All who see them will shake their head in scorn. That will not be your portion. It says, All mankind will fear. They will proclaim the works of God and ponder what He has done. May you not be a bad example to ponder over. When people pity them. This man used to be great and God pulled him down. If you are a boss in an office and you are pressing people younger, remember that you have expiry dates in that office. People were there before you got there. And your behavior will shorten your time there by God himself. It says, let the righteous rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in him. Let all the opera in heart. What? Say what? Say what? I didn't hear you. I said, let all the upright in heart do what? Your matter will turn to praise. I say, your matter will turn to praise. Blessed is the man who walks on the counsel of the wicked, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, nor stand the ways of sinners, but his delight is in the Lord of God. Do you know something that I know? If you commit your head to education, you won't have time for nonsense talk. That time just does not exist. Because every time you have something to study to know. That scripture says, let the righteous praise him. Is that not the command? So he says, praise him. Just praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. The Lord spoke to me now and said to me to tell you, you who have been brought down by injustice 
The seventh month of this, this year, which is July, you're about to enter, you will see God lifting your back into that place. They shot arrow from the dark. They gather in the midst of evil. <clears throat> they conspire against the innocent. Their conspiracy seem it has happened. They brought you down to the grave. Thus said the Lord, the right hand of God shall pick you from where you are. He will take you above, far above those who brought you down. He is God and there is none like him. He is God. He is God. I love the Lord. Serve him with fear. Be his friend. Put yourself in a place that he has confidence in you. By watching your mind and your tongue. Next Sunday, we will continue on the deception of Satan. Satanic deception in the last days. And we are going to be looking at secularism. What's the meaning of secularism? Let me read that to you. Second Timothy and then we will do that next Sunday. Second Timothy chapter three, I suppose from verse one. Can I see that please? It says, But mark this there will be terrible times in the last days, secularism. And I think King James called it perilous time. Now what did he say will happen? The next verse. People will be what? They won't come to church, but they will go any other place. They pick and choose service to come. They love themselves more than God. In the last days. These are the works of deceiving spirits. It's only when they are sick... They will be begging to come and sleep in church. Terrible sickness I'm talking about. When the enemy closed gap at them, then they will know the door of church. But they don't recognize that God is the one who gives you health, who gives you strength, who gives you blessing. They serve him only on Sundays. Lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Anything to make money. Make money in the morning. Make money in the afternoon. Make money in the evening. Make money in the midnight. Walk three jobs. No rest, no peace for their body until their body is wrecked. No time for family, no time for friendship, no time for God. A man who does not know that his breath is in his nostrils. And when the one who gave you say, out of you, he will drop dead. And all the labor somebody has inherited. They don't even have time to enjoy their money. Boastful. You know, those who boast don't have any reason to boast. They are sweet-mouthed. Every information they boast about, ask of it, it is a lie. Proud. Those who are proud don't have anything. There are people who just are opportunists. People who are brought up in real wealth, they don't, they don't proud. People who are heavily qualified, they don't make noise. But opportunists who never expected any little thing and he got it. He's puffed up. Abusive disobedience to their parents children will disobey their fathers and mothers in the last days these are all worked by satan a child who begin to think that he has authority to command his father how can that be the man who took care of you from your baby he cleaned you when you didn't know how to clean yourself how do you think you can be you can come to a place where your father talks and you talk 
Who born you? Yes. The man who fed you, who worked his life to make you life. The Bible says, remember your father who gave you life. It's the father who gave life into the woman. The woman don't carry life in her body. The woman carried the egg. The man gave life into the egg. And the egg became a living being. Godless generation by Lucifer. Disobedient to parents. Ungrateful. Unholy. The next one, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, considered lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, they go to church, but denying the power of holiness, they don't walk in holiness. Having, have nothing to do with them. I will let you understand what that means so that you don't misapply it. They are the kind who warm their ways into homes and gain control over weak-willed women who are loaded down with sins and are swerved by all kinds of evil desire. Always learning but never able to acknowledge the truth. Do you know something? We'll talk about that later on Sunday. If you look at all these things, when I looked at this weapon, I saw that it is, secul- it is promoted by secularism. Secularism is the greatest killer of the Western civilization. And I'm going to show you, secularism is very, very simple. Secularism infers that the, is the principles of of, it is the principle of separation of the state from religion or religious institution. In other words, moral definition of moral standard is now according to what you feel. So the boys who are stabbing them on the streets of London, their definition of moral standard through secularism is to stab somebody else. All right. Women who cheat in their marriage, men who cheat in their marriage, their definition of moral standard is that, you know, you do me, I do you. Yes. People who take revenge, that's their definition of moral standard. And you will see how Satan has used this moral standard definition to raise children. Can you imagine a, a, a child telling his, his mother when they rebuke her or him, I will report you to the social service. Is this social service that conceived and gave birth to her? Or somebody who is a child, the father rebuked him, and he just walked away. I have my life. You'll soon discover that you didn't, or it'll be too late. It doesn't go without terrible suffering. You will see how Satan has used secularism to change the way people think. To the Christians, I can dress anyhow, it's my body. God does not care about how you look, He cares about what is inside you. Secularism. Without understanding that the gates into your spirit and your soul is how you look. Because your look came from your thinking. You made a choice to look like that. And if the choice is not godly, then it becomes an entrance for evil spirit to percolate your membrane. 
Come on now. Let's stand upon our feet. Next Sunday, we're going to look at that. But I want us today to lift up our voice and thank God for His grace and mercy. Shall we just begin to pray a prayer of thanks? Oh, Lord, our King, we just bless you. Thank God for the Holy Spirit who has preserved you thus far. Thank God for preserving you by the power of the Holy Spirit. There are many people who are not able to hear the truth that you are hearing. Give God the praise for His mercy. Give God the praise for His honor. The deceiving spirits that is sent out by Lucifer have not been able to overthrow your heart and mind. Thank God for the strength He has given to you to move on in life. Give God the praise for all what God has done for you in the month of June. Beginning from January, really. And let's give Him glory for what is about to happen as we enter the new month. Oh, Lord our God and King, we bless you. How majestic is your name in all the earth. How excellent is your name. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. We magnify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. I can't hear your amen. Now you are going to tell God, we have a few more days to finish the month of June. Every blessing that you ordained for me, Father, let them come to me in this month. Lift up your voice, I'm going to pray. Command the last few days to bring forth manifestation that God had promised this house. You are a part of this family. Even if you are watching with us for the first time, it doesn't matter, you are part of this family. Lord, we pray. It says, I will do wonders in your life never done in any nation the people you live among will see how awesome tell the lord i am waiting i am waiting i speak to the last few days of june to bring manifestation that the hand of god will move upon my life upon my family upon my finance doors shall be open for me favor shall be granted me in my office i shall be promoted Lift up your voice and pray. I have had a number of people promoted already in this, in this very month. Increase will come to me. Direction will come. If you have applied for a job, begin to decree. In this new week, I will get a reply from that job. I will get that job I've applied for. God has told us it is a month of promotion. You will pray, God, they will open a book of remembrance concerning me. Favor will come upon me for this month. Last few days of this month, I shall be favored from on high. My Lord and my King. Blessed be your holy name, O God of heaven. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I can't hear your amen. I want you, when I say I can't hear your amen, it's because I want your spirit to connect to what you're saying. Because for authority to be manifest, the spirit must speak to God, not the lips. Mommy was sharing yesterday among them in Ireland about Hannah and Elkanah. Hannah went to church, uh, uh, this conference, every year, but she was barren. And the husband, the wife, the, the other wife, who is a sister, will, will pacify her and abuse her and insult her for her barrenness. 
And the husband will beg her and give her double portion to pacify her. But this year came, she decided to refuse pacifying from man. Who can comfort he that God has not comfort? But when God comforts a man, who can abuse him? So she went to the temple and prayed her spirit out. Then God told the, pro- the, the, the prophet to be there, arranged the prophet to be there. And the prophet saw her crying out without uttering a voice. But her heart was praying so seriously because the behavior of her body and, and, and the prophet said that if you are drunk, which means that she might have been rolling on the floor. Because you cannot tell a man who is just stable if you are drunk. Crying to God. And the woman said, I'm not drunk, sir. She did not, she was not angry by that insult. Say, so if you are drunk, you should have stayed in your home and not come and shatter yourself here. And the woman said, I have a reproach in my heart. I'm a woman who has been seeking God over my reproach. And the man of God said, the God of Israel has done it. Look, let me say this to you. When you say amen, don't say it from your head. Say it from your heart. I would get that. When you pray, if it's one minute, three minutes, doesn't matter how long. Pray from your soul unto heaven. You know, when someone like me or people like us, we, we're together in a meeting, we pray, and then we go into prophetic. It is, it is not because we have a better grace. Get me right. It is because we do not take any spiritual thing carnally. It's like if I, I won't take law, law on the surface. If I read law, I read it. And that's the reason why I can regurgitate it. Okay? If I do mathematics, I read it. So that I can apply to anything that is unusual. So when I read God too, I read Him well. So when I pray, I pray with my spirit. When I talk, I talk with my spirit. When I sing, I sing with my spirit. And that opens door to the realm of the spirit. And I can begin to see things about people. Not because of a special grace, but because Jesus says that the time has come that those who worship me, watch me in spirit. You don't give God anything, but in spirit all the time. Because once that begins, it's shut down, and that's it. Prayer, you pray, they stop that prayer, and that's gone. That opportunity is gone. Singing, you sing, they stop singing. That opportunity is gone. Whereas if you have done it in your spirit, you will have entered the realm of spirit. Let me bless you. You will be blessed. Lord, you are the God of covenants. And you are the God who never feels covenants. I call the people of Christ with Abanaku blessed. I call them so because that is what you call them. And you said that you must bless my people. I declare you shall be blessed at home. You shall be blessed when you go out. You shall be blessed in the country. The national blessing shall be yours. The one who created you is called great. Your name shall be called great. I decree according to the word of the one who lives forever and ever. Increase come to your finance. Because of the project that God had given to Christ with Tabernacle, miraculous manifestation in final receiving the name of Jesus. Those of you who are business people, the Lord Jesus take over the steering wheel of your business. 
Holy Spirit and His angels carry your business on their wings beyond the height that you can reason. But to the place that God has prepared for you at this time. Those of you who are workers, favor for promotion rests upon you. Even if you were shortly promoted, I declare another promotion in the name of Jesus Christ. As others have got it, and they have testified, before Friday, you will testify. A blessing you did not pray for will come to you. A blessing you did not expect now will come to you. The Lord will wrap you with the garment of blessing. The glory of heaven will settle over your house. It will destroy everything the devil has done over your family. It will destroy everything the devil has done over your body. As God blesses you, it will increase your knowledge. For the Bible says, He who has wealth without knowledge is like a brood that perishes. The knowledge commensurate to your blessing. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When next you see my face after today, your mouth shall be filled with testimonies. If any spirit or any man or anything says no to what I say, they will live to see it. The Lord will lay a table before you in the presence of your enemies. For my word over you will not be hindered by man. It will not be hindered by spirit. For I speak out of the lofty ear from the spirit of the living God. So as he applies your life shall be. As he purpose it shall be established for you. The Lord will destroy the Assyrian in your land. He will break their yoke from you. He will take away their body from your shoulder. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we thank you because you have done it. Anybody who was frustrated from today, frustration shall be far from you. In your thinking, no matter matter what thoughts come to your brain, frustration will not be able to access it. There is a reason for God sparing you today. And there is a reason for living. You will live. Listen to me. Your life will be a testimony. There are some Sarah in this church. Can a person give back at the age of 60? Yes, says the Lord. Miracle children from heaven receive in the name of Jesus. Your Sarah will conceive. Your Sarah will bear children. Their body will adjust to the new state of conception, old age shall give way and they shall be revitalized. They will give birth to fully grown children. It shall be a renowned testimony in the land of the living. So shall it be. In Jesus' holy name we had prayed. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Jam your hands together for the King of Heaven. Please be seated.